Welcome to the Grow Regardless podcast. I'm your host, Janae Siobhan. This podcast is the place where those who are withered come to bloom. Here, you will be empowered and encouraged with biblical, practical, and spiritual tools that will help you navigate life boldly, effortlessly, and fearlessly with Christ and for Christ. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Grow Regardless podcast. This is your host, Janae. As always, I am excited to have you here, right here with me today, tonight, this afternoon, this morning, whenever you are choosing to spend time with me and the Holy Spirit. Now, listen, y'all, the month of April has been an exciting month. And like I said, please do not... I'm not trying to be biased. Like, it's my birthday month, like, you know, all that. But the Lord has definitely given us and provided us with a ton of wisdom, a ton of wisdom. We have had um, a few guests so far. We've had Miss Ebony Pollard with us the first week of April. Then I talked about some things and we had um, Miss Ronika Benjamin with us. And a lot of you guys have been encouraged and empowered by that. And like this week, this last week of April is going out with a bang. Okay. Tonight we have an incredibly special guest with us, Miss Jessica Cohen. Jessica is an accomplished impact strategist and the owner of Spark Solutions Coaching and Consulting. She brings a unique blend of kingdom, economic, and athletic strategies to her work, building impactful solutions that transform lives and communities. With her wealth of experience and expertise, Jessica has helped countless organizations achieve their goals and make a positive difference in the world. Her innovative approach and deep-rooted passion for creating meaningful change are truly, truly inspiring. So please get ready to be inspired as Jessica shares her wisdom and practical tips on how to apply these strategies, not only in your own life, but in the kingdom of God. So without further ado, I want to welcome Jessica. Jessica, we are thrilled to have you on the show. What's up? Hello, everyone. I want to say good morning. It, it definitely feels like a new day. I'm I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> listen, mercy is a new every morning, right? It listen, listen. It feels good. Uh, I'm so happy to have you, Jessica. Thank you for choosing to spend time with us tonight because this will drop at midnight um, tonight. So it'll be early wee hours in the morning for some folk that are listening that will listen. So I'm just so happy to have Excellent. you. So it's much. an honor to be here. Thank you so much for the beautiful intro. Your voice is soothing. Like it's oh like a late night prayer situation. <laughs> I almost wanted to find my closet and, and, and get my shot out and put my face on the ground. So thank Praise you. God. <laughs> Praise God. Because, you know, listen, thank you. Thank you. Listen, God is good. And it's so funny that you say that. That is so encouraging for me because my whole desire is to... When people choose to hang out with me, and that's why I say that to the community all the time, like, thank you for choosing to spend time with Mm. me because you're setting time aside 
to bring me into your most intimate place. Like a lot of people listen in their homes or when they're driving, when they're by themselves and all that. And I don't take that as a, I'm very privileged Mm -hmm. because you can't have everybody in your ear. So I just think to myself, like, hmm, they want to spend their most intimate time with me to allow me to pour into them. And so I do want to create an atmosphere that is like that. So I'm just like so encouraged. But it's the Holy Spirit because I've I've been praying about that. So praise God. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. (laughs) It's a choice. It's a choice. Interesting. Yes. Yes, it's a choice. (laughs) So listen, I want to get right into it because as I was, so let me give you a little backstory. So usually the Lord, when it comes down to um, preparing for the month's episodes, he gives me titles and that's Mm -hmm. it. And so for the month of April, I was like, okay, Lord, I feel like you're going to do something good. I don't know what it is. So he's giving me these titles and he's putting people in my mind's eye. Mm. And when he put you in my mind's eye, I was like, okay, Lord. And I said, <laughs> I said, Lord, this is Jessica all the way. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Jessica's kind of been MIA uh-huh. really. Like, I haven't really been seeing her out here in these social media streets. Mm -mm. So I'm like, Lord, I don't know if she's going to be. But the Lord was like, hey, I told, I said, all right. I said, okay, (laughs) right. I'm going to hit up. So when you got back to me, I said, oh, Lord, you was for real. Okay, okay, okay. So when I reached out to you and I pretty much told you, I didn't really know kind of like what to expect. But the Lord was like, she already knows what Uh to do. And I said, oh, I said, okay. So I kind of felt like I didn't really need to say too much uh, about what we were going to be talking okay. about, if that Absolutely. makes sense. So I was like, okay, Lord, well, you know, if she has any questions... <laughs> If she needs some like <laughs> structure, I can do that. But I think he was telling me like once she's in it, it's game. Mm. Like it's it's all game. So that's why I'm just kind of like, listen, I am truly a hundred percent confident in this conversation tonight, in this candid conversation, because I know that it's gonna be rewarding to those that listen. That's why I'm so, so, so grateful to have you on you don't know how much you've encouraged and empowered me just in a little bit of things that you've spoken into my life um unbeknownst to you or not I don't know if you remember or not but um you just have I don't even want to say away with words but you do (laughs) and what you say is very impactful and it's like the words that you say keep creating Mm. and we all have that authority and power in Christ, right? Because what he says does not come back void. And if we are to utilize the word of God, what we put out is automatically going to come back. It's what you reap, what you sow, seed time and harvest. Mm. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So like, but I want to let you know that what you said is continually going forward in the name of God. I want to encourage you with that. And also strategy is your thing. Like implementation is your thing. (laughs) So I'm like, listen, 
tell us. So this is kind of how I want to start the conversation because at first I was kind of like, I'm going to just do a hands-off mm-hmm. approach. But the Lord wanted me to start the conversation off with this. And I think that you will be very familiar with this scripture. So I'm going to go ahead and read it for the community and the audience. And I kind of want to delve into okay. it a little bit. Okay. Each of you should use whatever mm-hmm. gift you have received to serve mm-hmm. others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And that's first Peter four ten. Mm-hmm. I want you to kind of, what does that scripture mean to you? What does that, what does that activate in you? Thank you, Holy Spirit. What does that activate in you? Ooh. Okay. First, give me a second to get off of your couch. Um, (laughs) Because the way that you just got me together, um, I just thank you for your obedience. Um, Mm. And this is why Kingdom Connections um, in the appropriate season and during the um, appropriate like maturation phase are crucial because when you are connected in a timely manner, there are certain things that work in tandem. So you mm. mentioned I have I have been in MIA. I have been in this unexpected um, season of processing. Um, and it's mm. so interesting because during the fall, so many things started launching and the Lord started revealing mm. like new facets of my purpose and my business and where he was taking me and new connections were made. And as soon as he revealed the game plan, it's like, okay, now you have to get in the gym. Like now I have to process you. Mm. Now you have to lift weights. Now you need to get some conditioning. Now you need to slim up. I need you to lose weight. I need you to build muscle. There was so much that I... Yeah endured um and experienced and it was unexpected and so now Mm. it's game time um and I look at Mm. this as an introduction to the game like you literally and and you know I was an athlete so certain metaphors and analogies can't escape me like they're gonna come up in conversation but it literally felt like you were on the mic and I was on the bench and you were announcing me and it was game time so I thank you. um, I thank you for the encouragement. I thank you for the opportunity. And I just thank you for who you are. Um, And it is, it's a blessing to be connected. Now, with first Mm. reader fortune, I I believe the journalist in you, you have done your legwork. (laughs) So I don't Mm. know if you saw (laughs) or not, but something tells me that you did. That's the scripture Mm -hmm. I built my business on. Yeah, let's that, go. Let's go. This is strategy, this is strategy wisdom. wisdom. And at the time that I launched my business, right, because sometimes mm-hmm. we feel like strategy has to be this calculated thing. Um, but oftentimes it's really mm-hmm. a matter of availability. And, and that's very Ooh. difficult for people to sit with because it's hard to think of, oh, I'm, 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 I'm a strategist. I'm strategic. This is strategy. That means we have to game plan. We have to plan. We have to put all of these things into place. We have to control what's going on in order to be strategic. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it is at all. So when I started my business, yeah, yeah. I was in a 
tumultuous transition. It didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a three month old Mm -hmm. baby as a single mother. I just lost my good government job. Um, and now the Lord is like, start a business, go to school. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like that doesn't make sense. Um, but he was very strategic with, with the timing of his instructions. And I had to yield quickly because months later, COVID started and um, or COVID happened. And mm. if I hadn't had those things in place, I wouldn't have been able to survive through COVID. Um, right. Right. So this this scripture for me, I believe that everybody has a purpose. I believe that um, some of us are called. I hate to say that. Everybody has a purpose, no, but that's some of truth. us are called. Um, but even in someone being called and someone being purposed. That's a, that's a different conversation. We may get in that till later, but I believe everybody has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, that means your experiences, your gifts, your talents, your, um, intersectionalities, your ability to identify with certain groups, speak certain languages, blend with certain cultures. Um, the people who take to you, who gravitate towards you, the environments, the things that you have a knack for, nothing about who you are belongs to you nothing nothing Mm. about who you are belongs to you you're designed for a purpose and I believe that all of those things that make up who you are specifically your experiences and your gifts are for you to affect some change here on earth um, for, for kingdom, for kingdom. And so I, I remember when I was getting these downloads about my business, like the Lord, the Lord knows who you are. He knows how he designed you. And for me, Mm -hmm. like, I hate routine, but I'm someone who needs structure. I can't do the same Mm -hmm. thing over and over again, but I do need structure. And so he allowed Mm -hmm. me to flow, um, in this business in a way where I get to work with people in a very structured way. Um, it started off with just nonprofits, but because every nonprofit is different, it took the routine out of my work. Every nonprofit solved in a different way. Every nonprofit had a different audience, was in a different location, had a different vision and mission, and they needed different things from me. So it allowed me to show up to mm-hmm. support them in very different ways um but to still have the structure of this is this is what the vision is for that specific season so a lot of what that scripture means for me is whatever you have conquered um even the things that you struggle with it's it's not for you you have to understand the meaning and the in the purpose behind the season and behind the makeup of who you are and immediately put that into practice as you serve um, yeah, mm. service is not a, um, negotiable practice. Um, it's something Ooh. that you owe God, but you also owe his people. And, um, that's a lifestyle I, I live by. So mm, you in the vein, <laughs> you in the vein. Ooh, you in the vein. Let me tell you why. So as you were talking, I was, <laughs> so the Lord had reminded me of a conversation that I was having with my spiritual dad. And we were talking about, um, I recently did a podcast episode about um, cultivating something about like the heart mm. of a servant or something like that. And really trying to get 
the community to understand the importance of servitude. And one thing that me and my spiritual father were talking about is how a lot of people in within the church, the the body, um, have taken servitude or being a servant and somehow, I don't know how, but has now compared it to having a platform Mm. of some sort (laughs) or being on Mm -hmm. the scene or being in the spaces Mm -hmm. and at the Mm -hmm. networking events and on the camera and all this and not realizing that your servitude is none is not is what I think the Holy Spirit and what the Lord was trying to um, tell me is that a platform does not mean that you are being a steward. Mm. It does not mean that just because you're on camera or you have the followers or you have the sponsors or you have the right. grants or anything like that, that you are actually being a steward. Like a servant requires mm-hmm. obedience. A servant requires that it's none of me and all of you, hence humility. Like, and it was just kind of like the Lord was breaking down the character of a servant. And I was saying to myself, like, why are people so focused on, mm-hmm. on the platform? Because really, if we tell, if we saying that we a servant, then that means that I'm following the master's plan. I'm allowing the master to dictate how things go down. But then when you're doing things like podcasting, or even if you're in a leadership role, or you're, you're called to come alongside people, we kind of forget the fact that like, I don't answer to me, but I answer to someone else. So when you were saying that, like you live your life as a servant, and that's what that scripture was pretty much saying, like servitude is is pretty much all about servitude. It just was kind of like, okay, I want to stay in this vein because I think the Lord is trying to, is trying to get us in the community and those who are listening to understand that being a servant and being a steward requires Absolutely. a heart change. It requires a heart change. Cause when you said that it's mm-hmm. a lifestyle, <laughs> I said, Oh, that's commitment. That's commitment. That's dying mm-hmm. to flesh right mm-hmm. there. Mm, I just love the fact that. And you see, said that, that goes back to strategy, not being something that we create or that we do, but more mm-hmm. so um, a matter of our availability. And I completely understand because right now we have this disgusting trend of people riding the wave of servitude as a means for gaining visibility. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. So you have a lot of people who are, um, pimping the desire to see good um and and the Mm. matter is they are serving um but they're not serving god um you're serving the platform Mm. and so i this is one of the things i probably preach and yell to my nonprofits more than anything if the grant has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with your vision do not touch it okay Don't just take money. Don't just take an opportunity. Don't just do things because people are dangling resources and funding over your head. Right? Because when you do that, then you become a servant to them. Because oftentimes you have foundations Mm. or funders who have to get these things out because they want to be able to submit a press release and say, look what we did. 
So they're just grabbing anybody because they need somebody to play a role in their agenda. So if you get swept in that, yeah. then you're no longer serving your vision. You're no longer serving God for real. And one of the things that can keep you focused on this posture of servitude is just being fully aware of your vision and being unwavering about it. Right. So if you know what your vision is, Mm. right, if you're able to see it, if you believe it, if you repeat it, then everything that you do has to align with that. Right. But if you are mission driven. Mm. Right. So the way I break it down is a vision is what you would put in your GPS. Right. This is the end goal. This is where I have my eyes set on. This is where I'm trying to be. That's the vision. Your mission Your mission would be the instructions and the way that you get to your vision, right? So those are all the things that you do and perform Mm -hmm. to obtain and actualize your vision. So if you're focused on your vision, it doesn't matter what the mission is because you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. But if you're focused on your mission, Mm -hmm. you can end up anywhere. If I'm just trying to get grants, if I'm just trying to get a platform, if I'm just trying to gain followers, have visibility, if I'm just trying to be on the scene, if I'm just trying to run for office and obtain a certain seat, you're married to the vision, which means you're enslaved to whatever. There's no loyalty in that. Mm. Mm. None. None. There is no, it makes me um, think of the scripture. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose their soul? The compromise. compromise. It's going to cost something. Mm. How many, how many of us, and I kind of want to take it. On even a smaller okay. scale, too. There are let's let's take it relationally, because I've been so right now. I don't know if I I don't I don't think I told you this, but the Lord, our theme for season three has yes, been God. restoration, mm-hmm. and the Lord has been moving us in a place of acknowledging what restoration is and what i believe the lord has been saying is to receive your restoration there's going mm. to be a toiling it takes it takes work see a lot of us we want to be restored with the quickness lord just go ahead and touch mm. let me just touch the hem lord lord just, right. just lay the hand on me lord lord just have somebody speak the word into my life lord let it but the, but the restoration is going to Absolutely. require you something. And so right now, as you're talking and we're talking about wisdom and the strategy, but that's ultimately all encompassing of what wisdom is to be able to take that knowledge, wisdom and understanding and to really pivot and move forward in the things of God, there's mm. going to be mm-hmm. a work that's required. There's going to be something that the Lord may ask you like, hey, we need to work on that, on that pride issue you got going on there, or you have the propensity Mm. to sell out. I don't know if you notice this, but you be compromising. You be going along to get along. We need to work on that because where I'm taking you, you got to know that you know that you know. I'm taking you, if you want to receive this thing, this healing, this marriage, 
this baby, this whatever, this this financial blessing, there's going to require humility. It's going to require you to put down some things. It's going to require you to work at some things. So as you were talking, I'm like, okay, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. Because for them to truly receive this wisdom that you're talking, the strategy that you're talking is going to require us, but them, whoever's listening to be willing to do the work. Cause you cannot have no compromise. You got to be either hot or cold. You got to know where you at. You got to know where you stand. You got to know what you believe. You got to know why you believe what you believe. You got to know why you can attain this role and how you can fully be present in this role that you believe the Lord is leading you to commit to. There's just a, there's just a lot of things that the Lord is wanting. I believe whoever is listening to this Mm -hmm. to acknowledge before we jump head first in this, because you said something to me and I don't know if you said this on the mic or you said it before we got on the mic, Mm -hmm. but about the conditioning, there's a conditioning as an athlete that you have Mm -hmm. to do before you get in the game. And just come out there without no, no warm ups, without nothing, and expect nope for things to just be. You'll get hurt, like you can't. So yeah, or you'll hurt. Yes, mm. because stretching is mm. always the prerequisite to performance. Mm. That's. I mean, that's go that. deep. I mean, if if, if you weren't in mm. a season of pressing and stretching and building then what is your performance like standing on? Mm. We all know that they're, mm-hmm. they're so going to be, be uncomfortable. uncomfortable. You have to, you have to, mm. you have to. Um, there was something that God was saying while you were talking about restoration. Um, and I definitely felt there mm-hmm. is somebody that this is for specifically um, who is tuning in, but um, he was saying that restoration in this season is a matter of posture. He said, your position has changed, but I need you to stand up in your new location and restoration is a matter of posture. Can you stand here the way that I'm asking you to? Um, Just to piggyback off of what you said, a lot of times we want, just touch me, Lord, restore me. No, it's, it's, it's not that, yeah. that situation. Um, it's, it's, it's not that you can't restore mm-hmm. and go back to what you used to do. You're not going to be refueled to go back oh. into what you just came out of. So when the Lord moves you to a new place, um, can you stand up there and perform and do the work? Do you recognize the new place that you're in? Do you recognize the place you just came out of? That all of this has to do with strategy. Um, And I just kind of love how this is flowing because all of this has to do with strategy. There are, so there's four acts of strategy, if I can get into it. Um, There are four acts of strategy. So the the first thing, and it's almost like a wheel, we'll we'll call it a wheel. This is the the strategy wheel. So the first thing is you have to have a vision. You have to have a vision. Where are you going? right? What's plugged into your GPS? Mm. What are your eyes fixed on, right? Your vision. Sometimes that's Mm -hmm. intertwined with your why. um, But mostly like you need to know like why you're doing what you're doing and who you're serving. 
Okay. So the second part is Mm -hmm. then once you have your vision, once you have your eyes locked on a thing, um, and I also want to say this about vision, because if my eyes are on God and God is in Columbia for me in this season, because my eyes are locked on him, when he moves to Charlotte, my eyes are still on him. Right. So I'm able to move yeah, when he moves. Yeah. So just keep in mind that your vision can relocate, but that's your vision. That's your vision. Um, so keeping your head on the swivel so you know um, where your eyes are set on and you have that commitment. So the second thing is a reference point. This is the awareness that we just kind of got into. You have to know where you are. You got to be real with yourself. I said this maybe a month or so ago. Mm. You should be the most cognitive person about you. You should be the most cognitive person about you. Shouldn't nobody be able to walk up on you and be like, hey, you know your breast thing, right? You should know that. You should know that you have to have a reference point of who you are, whose you are, where you are and how you're set up. Okay. These are my gifts. These are my talents. These are my strengths. This is what I need to improve upon. This is where I am right now. This is the season that God has me in. You have to have a reference point. Okay. So we have our vision. We know where we are right now. We know where we're going. And then the third part of this four-part wheel is understanding the landscape. Okay? So let me put this in. We're going back to basketball, right? So I have a I have a vision. I want to okay, win the go game. Ahead. That's the vision. The 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 vision is to win the game, have a win game, to have a victory, to have a dub after this. My reference point is I know mm-hmm, I'm a scorer. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm that one. Catch me on the block and I'm gonna catch you and then I'm gonna shoot some free throws. Right? So <laughs> I understand who I am. I know I may not be in shape all the way. I know I may not be as athletic as I used to, but my handles are still tight. I can still shoot. I can still drive to the basket, right? I have awareness about who I am. Mm-hmm. And and part of that is also performing an audit. Like you have to audit yourself. Now, the third part in that, in us understanding the landscape, I have to understand the parameters of the game. Okay? So where are the out-of-bounds markings? What are the rules? How many fouls do I have? How many people are allowed to be on the court? How many dribbles do I get? How many seconds are on the clock? How, How many minutes are in a quarter or a half? I have to be aware of the landscape. Who's on the other team? What are they inclined to run? What defense do they like? I have to know the landscape. I have to know the culture. I have to know the systems. I have to know the policies, the procedures. I have to know the bylaws. I have to know the laws. I need to know the landscape that has to deal with my vision and where I am right now. This is, this is, this is strategy. And oftentimes we put so much focus into only being strategic when it comes to our relationship with God, that we neglect being strategic when it comes to our assignment from God. And that's a problem. Mm. And that's a problem. So we have our Mm. will, right? We have our vision. We get our reference point. We understand the Mm -hmm. landscape. Now we can develop a mission. Okay, I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I understand the rules. Now I can develop a methodology to get me there. Like, okay, so they're allowed to have five people on the court. This girl is in, uh, she has three fouls. I'm just going to keep going at her. Eventually she's going to have to sit down. And that takes away their greatest defender, right? 
So when you understand wow, your strengths wow. and weaknesses, yep. because mm-hmm. you've, you've done that audit, you have a reference point, when you understand the rules and the regulations, the landscapes, when you understand the bylaws, the policies and procedures, we're talking about athletics right now, but these principles carry, then you can decide how to navigate those things to make it work for what God has assigned you to do. And you have to do that. And high level strategic thinking Mm. is when you have this culture of evaluation where you're able to assess and analyze your performance. And here's a cheat code. You can do that just through a culture of prayer because God will reveal where you should have turned and how you should have performed in those moments. When you're in constant communication and dialogue with him, he's not going to leave you ignorant to what's going on. If you seek improvement, you're going to get improvement. Mm. Mm. (laughs) It matters. It matters. This is why I love athletics. um, Because sports are highly uh, strategic practices, sports and politics. And it's interesting because God has me involved. <laughs> um, but, but sports are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, you know, the, the triumphant stories, these victory stories. I love the underdog stories. They're so biblical at times, but you, you see it in sport. You yeah, see yeah. strategy carried out in sport. You see someone do something and then that gets, uh, canceled and you see them go back to the drawing boards and try something else. Like sport is just beautiful. So if you aren't a fan, mm. <laughs> I encourage you to find a team and just, and just watch them. And you're going to be able to hear God through following a team throughout the season. I guarantee you. Yes, absolutely. And you know, it, it made me think of this scripture and it could be a reach, so bring me back if it's a reach. But I thought about Ephesians 5, um, verses 15 through 16. It says, be very careful then, not then how you live, not as mm-hmm. unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And when I read the part about making the most, making the most, to me, it sounds like taking in the moment but not being passive in the moment to be present in the moment so what does being present in the moment means it means to understand what's going on to be vigilant in the moment to understand the strategy to understand the games that's being played to understand how everything is being navigated not to be uh disassociated mm-hmm. or just kind of like sarah sarah whatever will be will be like no i have to be sober i have to be vigilant i have to understand what's expected of me and then also as you were talking two things i wrote down let me see Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. that's good Whew. Yeah. You was on it. Let me see. One thing mm. is recognize your limitations. That's one thing my spiritual father told me. And I put it in a book because I was like, I need to give this nugget to whoever mm-hmm. will receive it because it will save your life. And you were talking about that too, as you were talking about understanding, um, ah, you didn't say atmosphere, but I thought of understanding your atmosphere. But when you were going down the list of what to what to look out for, um, 
how to understand like mm-hmm. how what's the defense looking like on the other team what's the what's what's the border like what's the foul line like what's all of this it's kind of like mm-hmm. recognize what can limit you recognize what those detours are recognize what is ahead of you because the word already already tells mm-hmm. us what the enemy's game plan is he comes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour also he's a he's a he's he's the devil so he's gonna come to steal kill and destroy so i gotta be extra sober extra vigilant so that i can recognize the signs so i can recognize okay this is how the enemy usually operates he ain't up to no new tricks Mm -hmm. okay i'm going around the bend again i'm creating the same thing okay it's the same circle that i've been in before what's going on okay like recognizing the limitations and recognizing when we're back around the bin again. But also I want to go to something else. Whew, this is it's, as you were talking, I wrote, uh-huh, what is required good. of That's me? a great question. In this season right now mm. with this group, with this relationship, with these resources, with this opportunity in this connection with my family in this ministry. That's a great question. That is a great question. Mm. What is required of me? And it's it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is just so good because like I told you, we've been talking about restoration this whole season, but honestly, it's been going back to what we were talking about in season one and season two. And the Lord has mm. been like really having us examine ourselves. And I think it comes with the fact that like, like you, ooh, like you were alluding to, you may have even said it, but like, have to. you should know you better than anyone else. And the mm-hmm. Lord knows you better than anyone else. So if you're not examining yourself, you're receptive mm-hmm. to delusional thinking, mm. but also being deceived. And it's like, you have to walk circumspectly. I think that's, that's the word. I think that's how you say it. You have to be very um, knowledgeable and aware about what's going on. You can't just be in your head and your mind, all of that. You got to know how you move. You got to know what your propensity is, how you tend to go about things. Like you have to know in this season because the enemy is going to try to distract you from going into the things of God or getting out of alignment mm, based mm, off of what's mm, familiar mm. to you. <laughs> Your ignorance makes you impressionable and therefore you become a liability. <laughs> That's it. That, don't take me there, Jessica, because I will blow somebody eardrums out with a That's quickness. It. They know. Your ignorance mm. of self makes you impressionable and susceptible and naive and um you know easily distracted Mm. or or tainted or influenced and therefore you become a liability to kingdom because if you have access to kingdom folk if you're in kingdom connections if you serve within a certain ministry but you are still ignorant of yourself you're you're a whole you can jeopardize mm. everything, <laughs> you know, and yeah, you have to vet everything, but yeah, wow. that's good. 
Mm. Let me tell you. So it's funny that we're on this right now because last night. Okay. <laughs> no, don't be scared. Don't be scared. I promise. So last night in Bible study, um, the topic was, hold on. What kind of person are you? Mm. What kind of person are you? And I wrote down in my notes because I was like, wow, Lord. One of the things I wrote down is. Am I trying to achieve greatness with God or achieve greatness in the world? Oh, my God. Okay. Let me repeat this. (laughs) Let me repeat this. Listen, listen, listen. Mm. Am I trying to achieve greatness with God or achieve greatness in the world? Now, go ahead. Tell me. Because when I said that, that goes back to the whole vision and mission thing. Are you married to the vision? Or are you married to the mission? Because right now, the mission for God's people may be to achieve greatness in the world through him. But the vision is always to achieve greatness with him. Mm -hmm. But if we're so married and caught up to the mission, caught up in the mission and want to perform, we can can lose ourselves. Because greatness in the world can be greatness for any agenda. Doesn't necessarily have to be kingdom. Mm. Um, That's good. That is good. Now that's good. Please do. Listen, I'll send you the Bible study. I'll send oh, you the Bible goodness, study. I'll send good. you the link. I will. That's I will. Good. I will. Whew. Now, an- another thing I do <laughs> want to bring up since we on this Bible okay. study type conversation, because I wrote down some good notes, okay? I wrote down some good notes. One of the things, and I want to remind anybody, I also want to encourage you with this as well. The Lord understands what mm. our landscape is right now is right now as the body of Christ and those who are really trying to stay Mm -hmm. in that secret place (laughs) with God. He Mm -hmm. understands everybody right now is being tested. Everybody is being tested right now. And it may be in your going along to get along. It could be in your pride. It could be in a myriad of ways, but One thing that I believe the Lord is trying to tell us in this season is that Mm. he still requires the pure in heart, (laughs) okay? And he still requires for you to die to those things that are, how can I put this? It kind of reminds me of Paul when Paul was saying that, like, you know, I have this, this thing that's that's bothering me i forgot how he put it but the lord told him straight up like Mm. okay but my grace is made perfect in your weakness so push in push into that like yeah i know you want me to eradicate it and and dispel it and all that but what i need you to understand is to push to push into my grace because it's made perfect Mm. it's perfect that means without flaw right or blemish or spot or anything like that it's made perfect in your weakness that the grace, okay, Lord, okay. The grace is God doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. So he's giving you the ability oh. to withstand whatever this thing mm. that is applying Mm-mm-mm. pressure to you. Because a lot of us feel like we cannot go forth in the assignment because it's too much pressure or it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense My or God. the math is not mathing. I'm uncomfortable. 
It doesn't feel good. Yeah, everything that God calls you to Ooh. is not going to feel good, especially if it's refining. It's not going to feel good. Ooh, and so I believe that whoever is listening to this, you need to acknowledge the fact that everybody is being tested right now. So stop, stop whining and complaining and thinking like, oh, whoa, it's me. Mm-hmm. Everybody is going through something right now. Okay. If you're not going through something, you're dead. Okay. So the reality is, we all going through something in life. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. Offenses will come. And if you are really truly living in that life of God, people will persecute you for Jesus's name's sake. So you got a lot of stuff coming at you right now. The Lord is not blinded to that, but that still does not negate the fact that you still have to meet the requirements. You still have to be pure in God. Mm. You still have to be in alignment. You still have to be doing the things that he's required you to do as a child of God. I don't know why I'm on this, um, but Mm -hmm. I really felt like I needed to say that. But um, another thing that I had wrote was stop taking for granted the time that we have to get right with God. Stop taking for granted the time we have Mm. to get right with God. Because, you know, everybody saying, oh, well, they've been saying it was the end times. And they've been saying, Mm -hmm. well, listen, we are closer to it than I feel like we ever have been. So I'd rather be ready. I'd rather be ready now (laughs) than anything. But, you know, we can't take this time for granted to really get right with God, because if he is coming as a thief in the night, Mm -hmm. then like you don't know when that thief is coming. Like you don't know, you cannot prepare. But if you already been preparing, if you've already had Mm. Minister Ronika has said to prepare your baskets, if you've already had everything in preparation, when the Lord comes, you're just like, hey, Lord, I've been waiting on you. I'm ready to go. (laughs) I'm ready to go. Listen, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, I'm sorry, Jess. Um, I wasn't trying to go on no rabbit trail. I promise. So you're you're fine. You're good. Amen. <laughs> you're safe. Oh, well, amen. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> Listen. Okay, good, 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 good. So, mm, mm, okay. Mm. There's this one question that I wanted to ask you, and it's coming off the top. So it might not be as clear and concise as I know it could be if I would have wrote it down, but that's neither here nor there. I wanted to ask you. Why do you think we as, I want to say we as humans, but I kind of want to take it to Christ believers, like people that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to ask you, why do you think it's so hard for us to truly surrender to God's plan, to his will? And why are we so eager to circumvent mm, okay. that process. So the first part of the question, I believe it's difficult because we're governed um, by heavenly principles and laws as a spirit man, but we have this earth suit and we're having this earth experience um, that mm. walks in the door first. So it's hard 
sometimes to distract what we immediately are experiencing with our senses. It's hard to put those five senses aside Mm -hmm. and tap in um, if we don't make it a lifestyle of of, of practicing conversation and walking with God. Um, you know, we say that you have to die to your flesh every day. And that's just not a saying that's because that is the dominant thing. And that is something that has to be tamed and practice being tamed and disciplined. Excuse me. I am wow. getting over COVID and I just feel like I sound like that kid off of Hey Arnold. That's like wheezy. Oh. <laughs> No, no, you're good. Jess, you sound, you sound good. Trust me. No, when you hear this back, you're going to be like, okay, I didn't sound that bad. I promise. I promise. Now with that little sniffle you did, I was like, okay, you might, you might be in a battle. I just felt like that kid. Okay. No, but you good. You've been sounding good. (laughs) Forgive me. I immediately saw someone wheezing that needed an inhaler. I hope I don't. No shade to the people who have asthma. No, you my father has no, asthma. you don't sound broke off. I believe in inhalers. Oh yeah, please, please, please. They get the joke. Yes, okay. but I promise you, you good. Oh god. No, but in all seriousness, our flesh can be something to contend with if we don't, um, if we don't raise it right. You know, my Mm. son is four and there are certain things that I'm learning um, as I'm going that I would probably do different with Mm -hmm. my next child. Um, (laughs) So just eat the natal. Mm, um, yeah. So I say that to say um, you have to make it a habit um, and you have to make a conscientious effort to discipline and tame your flesh so it doesn't become a struggle to press into God or live the things that he has for us. It's very difficult. Um, when you think, and I think you use the word circumcised, I believe I heard that wasn't able to jot down all of the question. Circumspect. Okay. Um, circumspect, circumspect. I don't know, circumspect- but let's go with circumcised. Um, even if you think word. of that process, Okay. <laughs> when it happens when you are new, it's easy for it to heal and it's a less like strenuous mm. thing. Like if you can tackle and get a hold of something quickly, especially when you're younger, um, that's why I say raise your children up in the way that, should, that they should go. Mm-hmm. It's easy for that to become a practice and a lifestyle. It's a normal because that's all that you know. Um, but the longer we allow something to be uncircumcised and to kind of run rampant, the harder it is to get it under control. Um, not to say that if you're, um, someone who is building relationship with God later in life, there's no hope for you because God, God is a God of miracles. Like that's not it, but just from a very, a very point of principle, it's easier to tackle something immediately so that it becomes culture and lifestyle. Mm. Mm. So, okay. 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 Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so going back to the, to the second, to the second part about Mm -hmm. wanting to circumvent the process, like 
why is that why is that such a struggle for us to try to do it in a way that seems easy um because we're lazy and we don't like pain um just being honest and i don't know why i'm going back to like birthing um so when those contractions started ramping up i said i don't care what y'all got going on put that needle in my back i'm not trying to feel this Mm -hmm. i don't want to feel the process Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel the process. I don't want to feel opening up. I don't want to feel pushing. I don't want to feel stretching, not to be graphic, but I don't, I don't want to feel the process. So I want to take an easy way out um, again. And I'm not knock. I got an epidural, (laughs) so I'm Mm. not knocking anyone. You know, you do what you have to do um, Mm -hmm. for your children and Mm -hmm. for you, but just at a very like, point of a, an analogy I'm talking about this we don't want to feel the pain of a process when you process something when there is a process sometimes there's even like um the chemical makeup of a thing will change right you may still have all of the same elements but there's mm-hmm. something that comes to separate or disrupt the current makeup so that you now have a new makeup and that's not a an experience that's not an act that comes without some type of force some pull some push some destruction if you're going to have a new thing right and you get new things at the end of a process you Mm -hmm. have to die to an old thing there has to be destruction to an old thing there has to be remolding reshaping Mm -hmm. stretching processes hurt and we don't like pain we don't like pain Um, especially the things that we don't sign up for or that are unforeseen. You know, Um, I have my ears pierced. I anticipate a little pinch, right? Mm. I can plan for that. I'm okay with that. Um, But when it's something unforeseen, Mm -hmm. when it's something that God has planned for my life that I didn't ask for, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that. Um, Excuse me. And that's why you have to check on people. Um, Well, we're going to go here. Um, Specifically prophetic people. um, You have to check on your prophetic people and your your seers and your prophet friends because the world calls it. Oh, they're impasse. Like we just feel everything. You know, we are you off because I feel you. Eh." You know, we understand what that is in kingdom, but sometimes we pick up Mm -hmm. things and we're fighting things. And, um, if you're, if you're not checking on people, what you'll have is a person who is picking up things from their environment as they're going through a process. And now they're struggling with things and trying to numb their way through because they don't want to feel the process of what they have going on. And that's honestly, and thank you, God, that's a lot of why I had to get Uh, low in this last season. I couldn't pick up anything. I had to focus on my process because historically I've had the tendency to, as I'm being processed, not protect myself, right? Because when you're in labor, when you're pregnant, you can't do everything. Mm -hmm. You can't go everywhere. Everybody can't touch you. You can't eat certain things. Like you have to protect the process. It doesn't feel good, but it still has to be protected. So historically I would be in seasons of process and I wouldn't be protected. And I would find myself doing very destructive things, trying to numb through what I was feeling. 
And because I was trying to numb through it because I didn't want to feel it, I found myself in cycles. I found myself fighting the process and I found myself missing the revelation. You don't want any of that. You don't want any of that. So... Mm. Lord, you got me airing out all my business today. Like I said, I thought I got off your couch. <laughs> I'm laying back down. Listen, I'm, I'm listen, laying back down. Listen, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just telling you all my business. I love it. Listen, but come on the couch. Come, this is a safe place, I promise anyone you. Anyone who may be listening that you have to not only protect your process, but you have to... Um, you have to be cognizant. You have to embrace it. You have to ask questions and you have to ride that wave before it rides you. It's not a forever thing. Okay. Why am I here? Because I'm 10 mm-hmm. centimeters dilated. God has a new thing in me that is about to birth, be birthed here on earth and is going to change and shake some things up. So I have to lay on this table Hallelujah. and push because he is with me. Right. But if you just act ignorant, like I'm not pregnant. Meanwhile, your belly doesn't mm-hmm. drop your water leaked, but you're, you're not acknowledging where you are. So you put yourself at risk. You put the baby at risk and that just canceled everything that God wants to do in your life out. So you have to recognize your seasons of processes and you have to protect it. You have to protect it. You have to protect it. Mm. (laughs) Ooh, let's okay. Ooh, I'm gonna go. go oh, oh, mm. All right, get yourself together if you need to, cause, 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 cause I want. Ooh, okay. I wrote down. Wisdom mm-hmm. is protecting the process. Wisdom is protecting the process, and what does? And this is just rhetorical because you've already kind of went in depth of what that what that looks like. What does protecting the process looks like? But what does mm-hmm. that look like? What does protection mm. look like where the Lord has me? Where What does that look like? Because for me, I'm thinking, okay, if the Lord is calling me to said thing, then the way that I protect the mm-hmm. wisdom is be mindful of who you're connected to. You, okay. you know, don't let the left hand know what your right hand is doing. Uh, also be very, um, and this is the word and I did, I did look it up because I, 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 the, the definition is all right. Circumspect. It means wary, prudently watchful Mm. and discreet in the face of danger or risk. And it's very, and the reason why I wanted to double back on this word, because I think, um, I feel like it was. Paul or Peter, one of them that said something about making sure that we walk circumspectly. And I don't know what scripture that is. Oh my goodness. Let me look it up. Scripture about walking circumspectly. Okay. Okay. Ephesians. I don't know who wrote Ephesians, but Ephesians five. Oh, I think I had said that. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, Mm. but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil. It is very, and going back to what Jess was saying, like understanding the risks, understanding the dangers, understanding what is out there. You cannot act like you're not pregnant 
And then when the pain start coming, you like, I really don't know where this pain is coming from. I really right. I don't understand. And it's like everybody mm-hmm. looking at you like, are you delusional? Mm-hmm. Like, do you not mm-hmm. see that you're pregnant, that you're in labor? Like, what's going on? Your mm-hmm. belly didn't drop. And you talking about, I really don't understand where this pain is coming from. Like, they're going to be like, see? yo, we need to admit her because something ain't right up there. But it's assessing what the protection of my process looks like what is the dangers that can come that mean that I may not be able to socialize and be communing with all the people that I used uh-huh. to it may mean that I need to go in a, in a state of hiding it may mean that I cannot be over like sharing overly of what I got going on because people are envious, people are jealous, people will try to project certain things, people will try to hinder and block certain things. You have to be you have to walk circumspectly in this time because like whoever wrote Ephesians said through the power mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, see that you walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil. You have to understand the atmosphere that you're in. Just like what Jess was saying, earlier you have to understand what these times are and that's wisdom how to maneuver mm, that's wisdom mm, mm, mm. the interesting that's thing wisdom. is with some situations people can recognize that you're in a process before you do people can see your belly Ooh, whether you ahead, admit ahead, that you're pregnant or not and that makes you susceptible Mm. So mm-hmm. what do you do when you have a ooh, high ooh, risk pregnancy, ooh. right? Mm-hmm. You you treat it accordingly. I think it was Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. She, mm-hmm. she I think um you hardly saw her when she was pregnant. You hardly saw her. She was I think 50, don't mm-hmm. quote me. Um but yeah, she you didn't see it. But but oh, when God, you know that she was when even God pregnant. is dealing with you, and you mm. know that you are carrying, even even in situations of multiple births, when you have twins and triplets and quadruplets, right? Those are high risk pregnancies. When you know that you're in this process, and you know you're supposed right, to be right. birthing something that's yeah. going to shake some things up, you 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 might have to get low. You might have to protect it. And protecting the process again, we're going back to strategy being aware of the landscape and being aware of you. Mm-hmm. If I know that I already have certain inclinations, yeah. right? I have a sweet tooth. I have to be very yes. cautious about what I intake during my season of process so that I do not mm. jeopardize the birth of a Ooh. mature baby. If I'm not aware of who I am, I will mishandle myself in the process. I don't want to combat myself in 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 the process. Like this is something God has set aside. If 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 I'm going against myself, I'm going against him. <laughs> yeah. Protect the process. Protect yeah. your process. That's strategy. That's Ooh. strategy. Mm. Mm. And it goes in all areas. That's why, like, when mm. people try to compartmentalize the word of God or they're like, but this is right. not in the word. It's not that. I'm like, first of all, you probably never even read the whole thing. So please stop. But secondly, like, 
who's the creator is the one that mm-hmm. wrote the Bible. Don't you think he know human behavior? Don't you think he knows what we have the propensity to do? Like, don't you think he know how we think and the things mm. that trigger us Ooh. and all that? You will find Get you in, your in word. the word of God. <laughs> Get in your word. You will find mm. you. Get in your word, please. Get in your word. Because a, a lot word. of y'all hopping from prophet to prophet. We want a word, but we don't want, we a, want a word. When we the want word the prophet without the process. Hello. We want the promise without the process. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but then let's go here, though. Mm-mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's go here. We get the word, but we don't want to work the word. We get the word, but we don't want to work the word. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is you thinking, oh, the word is going to come to pass regardless of what I do. No, you do have to get in position. I'm not saying that I'm manipulating the word. I'm not trying to say that. But what I'm mm-hmm. saying is I got to make sure that I'm in a in a space to receive it. I got to make sure that I'm doing the things of God. I'm following in an obedience. Because, again, going back to I was talking with a good friend of mine, um, Jairus, on a most recent episode that came out before this one. And I was, Mm. we were talking about prophetic words and I was like, just look at the story of Moses. It was God's perfect Mm -hmm. will for Moses to bring the Israelites into the promised land. Moses never made it to the promised land. Did that negate what God's perfect Mm. will was? Mm -hmm. No, but Moses free will kicked in. How did it kick in? Oh, disobedience. Mm. He struck the rock out of anger. The Lord did not tell him to do that. He chose to do that. And then Mm. what happened was he was unable to go into the promised land. And that's the thing. It takes work. That work may not be a toilet. It's just an act of obedience. But the Israelites did. You didn't make it, but the baby did. Yeah. Mm, 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 That's what I'm, that's where I'm getting at. Like they don't, they want the word. The Lord gave him, (laughs) Holy Spirit, the Lord gave Moses the word, but Moses had to work that word to bring it into fruition. Moses probably thought, ah, I could do what I want to do. Ah, 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 and I'm going to still go to the promised land. The Lord was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm sorry, but I told you to do something. You did not do it. And with that being said, bye. Because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, you're not, sorry, sorry, you know too much. I've we demonstrated too much. I didn't give you the two tablets. Like we didn't have you a whole thing. Everybody we didn't have a whole thing. Know, but you know. Yes. <laughs> mm. Then the Israelites even said, <laughs> was it Moses that they were well, like, how don't about do you it just like go that. to God and <laughs> have him talk to you? <laughs> Listen, Moses, you knew, you knew you should have, you knew, you knew mm. you was dealing with when you struck that rock, man. You trying to play God, like, don't do that. Because he was like, oh, you trying to take me as a joke? Nah, for real, for real. Nah, you're not, you're not bringing them into the prophecy because you just dragged it. Like, I didn't, right. I, you didn't let them now frustrate look, you so bad you. that you didn't you got out the flesh. The <laughs> you didn't got in the flesh and now look at you. Oh. You don't even get to go. And it's sad, but how many of us have forfeited the word of God 
because of our flesh, mm-hmm. because of our mm-hmm. anger, because of, oh, I just know that God is going to come through for me. I just know he's going to do it regardless. I know he's a merciful guy. He's a gracious guy. I, 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 but you're not realizing that, like, what does the word say? Um, Too much is given, much is required. Absolutely. The more Did you Moses know, know himself, the more he's going to hold you accountable. He's mm. always been doubtful. And he's had trauma that has caused him to make decisions from that place. Did he know himself, though? We get this account, you know, as as a reader where we're privy to certain things. But when you when you can read the story of somebody's life, it doesn't necessarily mean that that person sits with, you know, every season of their life for what it is. Mm. did Moses know himself yeah mm. that's the truth but wasn't he like the most humble like I don't know if he I don't know if the word says that mm-hmm. he he was the most humble like he was a humble man Yeah, and I don't, I don't think he was always just, humble because you know, this is for the family <laughs> You know, I'm saying, but eventually, yeah. I'm just just saying, like, you know, um, but yeah, did he, did he recognize his limitations? Because if he did, Mm, 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 he probably would not have allowed the Israelites mm, to take mm, him mm. there. How many of us Mm. have allowed outside stimuli, people, situations, Mm. circumstances? to get us out of the will of God because, or out of alignment. Cause that's really what happened with Moses. How many of us, it makes you wonder, but that's why I'm so happy that you brought up examination of yourself. We like to look in the mirror, but we don't like to examine ourselves. No, we don't. Mm -hmm. You have to do that. Mm. I've made a new habit of like grooming myself nightly. (laughs) And so in that, I'm in my face, I'm in my mouth, I'm looking mm. at my body, like I'm constantly like, ooh, you know, put some African shea butter on this scar or these stretch marks or you need to put a mask on for these, like, I have to do that. That's part of self-care. Um, but I wasn't in that practice of examining or grooming yeah. myself daily. And I can see a difference because of that. Wow. Wow. Mm. It's it's that it's awareness. that uh <laughs> yeah. it's that awareness that be taking mm-hmm. that be taking you aback. Cause once you be once you start dissecting right. yourself, like do you see you for you? It's like the delusions like, are no more. Do you recognize that you got some stuff with you? Ooh. Do you know where that stuff came from? Can you handle oh. your own stuff? You know, like, it is difficult. It is. I hope but so. not to take the focus on here are all of my faults and weaknesses and here are all of my traumas. And no, like, the same sentence is applied to, oh, no, I'm I'm bomb. Like, oh, Jessica, you got some pretty freckles. Like, you need to highlight that. Or, oh, look at you. You tall, girl. Why don't you go ahead and put some heels on and be even taller? Like, you have to recognize those things that God is giving you, giving you to stand yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? 
So it's not just, you know, an examination of, oh, woe is me. And I know I got some stuff and I'm just going to ignore it. It's like, you got to celebrate yourself too. You got to celebrate yourself. Come out. (laughs) Come out of hiding. Come out of hiding. That's what, that's what the Lord is, 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 is telling me come out of, I, Mm -hmm. I just, I did a a podcast episode in uh, March much saying why do we like to hide and the like what all that because listen anybody that knows me they be like nay you be hiding too much like and I'm like the Lord had to show me that I had some stuff I still have some stuff that I'm working through but it was that examination it was that nay if you don't become real with you if you don't sober up the enemy will try to use that to play on your mind and you will start mm. to doubt me. You will start to look at me warpedly because the enemy is playing on your mind. It's taking you from truly seeing things clearly. Jesus. I would have never guessed. Because you refuse to acknowledge <laughs> the truth. I would have never guessed. But and again. Woo. But ooh. this is this is well, also you coming in on a process. You though, opened so I don't up know. with 1 Peter 4 and 10. Because your um tendency to hide or doubt mm. is not for you it's for those young women who are completely engulfed mm. with with social media we didn't have to contend with wow. social media when we were going through puberty this is a whole mm. new thing that they are now having to deal no, with and work no. around and a lot of them retreat and and and, and operate as recl- reclusives is that the plural <laughs> reclusi is that the plural <laughs> whatever it is whatever it is yeah that's so you had to hide good yeah right because you had to get the license to deal with a hiding experience so then when Mm. you go deal with these young girls who are fighting some of these same things you're Mm. now speaking from a licensed place because i can't talk to you about something i ain't been through that's that wasn't your experience you experienced mm. it, but it wasn't for you. Mm. Mm. It wasn't for you. None, none of that. None of the 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 uh, inner dialogue. Mm. That's not yours. That's not yours. And I really want you to like, if you can identify like the mm. dominant conversations that used to like stifle you or used to cause like a paralysis name those spirits and then you know when you when you start up with those young women for real you're already going to know who you're dealing with you already know you already know ooh yes okay okay and that's on god <laughs> no seriously mm. like you did okay noted Mm-hmm. noted i receive it yeah yeah recognize the ability to recognize Mm-mm. what's going on and not just kind of oh like, instantly oh. no maybe they're just going through something because you know it's easier for us to chop say it up. that than to actually like check on somebody and to serve <laughs> and you know to intercede it's so much easier to be like oh you funny acting mm-hmm. you going through something you probably did something I don't know why she yeah. like that. She always like that. You know how she is. She flighty. Le- it's it's yep. easier to say that because there's no accountability on us when it's like that. Listen, why are we like that? Uh, <laughs> why are we like that? 
kingdom people. Yo, Why are we like that? Listen, <laughs> listen. I Why kingdom people? Why we gotta be messy? Oh, you wow. know what? And I we don't be trying I to get the benefit this. of the doubt um, to nobody. Like no, not the conversation, but just that tendency of ours. <laughs> But I just I just finished the book of Judges, mm-hmm. which no, is I get a bomb book, yeah. by the way. That book is so 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 very good. And there's certain mm-hmm. books that will only okay. resonate with you fully or at mm-hmm. a fuller version once you've reached a certain maturity or you've had certain experiences, right? Because now when I'm reading, like certain things align. Mm-hmm. But the book of Judges, I mean, it's okay, about these yeah. people who you know, judges were like political or um, war officials who led the Israelites out of oppression, you know, and there were several mm. of them because the Israelites kept getting themselves into situations where yeah. they weren't living right. So you kept going in this cycle of oppression. So God would raise up the least likely person that didn't fit political norms, social norms that didn't fit um, fit any type of like religious or, or cultural norms and use that unlikely person to do a massive thing. But if the Israelites were stuck mm, on yes. judging the judge, Oof. like, mm, you're not even supposed to. I heard you came from this. I heard your mama was this. You mm. don't even know what you're... I heard then they would have missed their deliverance. And, and we got to stop doing that. We got to wow. stop doing that. We got to stop missing our deliverance because how the, 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 mm. the messenger is packaged, because how the deliverer is packaged, because how the move of God is packaged, because who it's coming through. We got to stop doing that. Ooh. Yeah, it's so good. Ooh. Jesus will have a field day with this because that's the same way how them legalistic mm, Sadducees mm, mm. And, and Pharisees was with him. Hey. You don't look like no king. You don't look like what we expected you to look like. So you blaspheming and Watch you me. talking crazy. <laughs> I, I, I. And the Lord like, Watch me. yo, y'all just, y'all. Yeah, right. Right. How how many of us be stifling and self sabotaging and not and sabotaging not even self but sabotaging mm-hmm. because we going off of our own understanding judging by appearances that's what man do though judging by appearances but like how many of us if you would have just had that conversation if you would have just spoke that word if you would have just got out of your familiar and habitual wow. ways and went up to that person. How many of us will be further along in the things of God, mm-hmm. but we chose not to. So now we circumvented mm. the process. And who we are we to have a preference in how God does things? Do oh, what's wrong with us? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. But we do though, Jess. Why? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hmm? Every way seems right to a man in his own eyes. Why why are we like that? 
Uh-huh. Why are we like this? I could just, it would make sense. The math will be math. And if what? the Lord just did it, the, the interesting I thing is, and here's the nerd in me coming what out, makes sense. I would be curious to see how believers of other Go nationalities ahead. and nations function. Because the the planet mm. thinks of Americans as entitled, gluttonous people. And sometimes that shows up in our pursuit and relationship with God. But when I think about believers in other countries who are extremely devout, um, who have third world struggles, I, I, I don't, it's not as foreign to them. I, um, again, going back to athletes, the Greek feet, the Greek freak, he plays for the Milwaukee mm. Bucks. Um, he is an anomaly um, mm-hmm. for his size and his position. He grew up in Greece by way of, I want to say Nigeria. I'm not sure which country it was, but it was a very poor, very poor country. So even though he has access to all of this money, he's still not in the mm-hmm. uh, swept up in the norms of of certain tendencies or entitlements of this area. And so you see him doing things that just don't make sense to people. Like they talk about how his rookie year with the Bucks, he was running to the stadium because he sent his check to his family back home. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like other nations are wow more inclined to make certain sacrifices because they haven't been spoiled with the luxuries that we may feel we're entitled to in, in, in this country. So I'm just, I'm curious. Mm. You know what? You on something because hold on, let me see if I could get this right. Okay. Boom. So, Oh, okay. Um, in college, I took this, so I minored in sociology. So like a lot of my classes were like dealing with like sociology. Okay. And one of the classes <laughs> was um, something along the lines of like geography and like sociology. Uh-huh. But anyway, that's uh-huh. where I learned about um, an individualistic society and a collectivistic society. And Absolutely. the Western world, but specifically America, mm-hmm. we are very individualistic in nature, which is what you were, what you were talking about. And uh, so when you say other believers in other third world countries, or let's just say collectivistic cultures, they say that the common traits of a collectivistic culture include individuals defining themselves in relation to others. For example, I am a member of, they say communication is often more Mm. indirect. Um, They say that group loyalty is encouraged. Decisions are based on what is best for the group. Compromise is favored when a decision needs to be made to achieve greater levels of peace. Working as a group and supporting others is essential Greater yeah. emphasis is placed on common this goals good. than on individual <laughs> pursuits. Yeah, and no, this is listen, good. listen, because when you say you a nerd, and I knew where you was going, I said, "Oh yeah, we on it, we on it." And the last part that really brings the point home: the wow. rights of families and communities come before uh-huh, those of the uh-huh. individual. Going back 
to the guy, the basketball player, yeah. the Greek freak, I think you said. Running to the because That I'm was good. him. He sent but his whole check good? back to his country and sure he run into the stadium. But it's just, so everything you distra- described Ooh. about, co- is it collective cultures or co- what was Ooh. it? Collectivism. Okay. Those Collect- are team so it's called collectivism. Okay. So collectivism. Are, so mm-hmm. Does this edify? And then it's a collectivistic. Is this going to move mm-hmm. the body of Christ yes. forward? Yes. You know, like there's I, there's a different approach that they have. Mm. But then, you know, I believe in my country, and I have yes. to say this: we are more likely to have forerunners and pioneers come from over here because we do have that individualistic. Uh, mindset. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what religion mm-hmm. said. I know what God is telling me and I have to break away right. from the group for a little bit because I have to clear this path out for people that are coming behind me. So I see where like mm-hmm. we need both in kingdom but I do feel like in yes. western culture specifically with us here in the states um, for those people that you have tuning in from other states as that audience grows other countries, excuse me. Um, I, I do feel like we struggle with surrender and we struggle with sacrifice yeah. because we are groomed and we're in a landscape that promotes individualistic acts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Yes, and that's why we are so self-centered. We are so entitled. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, I feel like I can go borderline spoiled brat here. Because we don't understand. Mm. See, mm, going back to the examination of oneself. That's like the Lord. Ooh, okay, Holy okay. Spirit. So the Lord, okay, so as I was talking, it's like I had a picture of a baby. Right. And the baby is crying and whining and going (laughs) off. And I'm sitting there looking at it like, now, you know, better than that. I don't know why you doing all of that. Come on now. But that's the baby's nature. Mm. Right. The newborn's nature. That's in comparison to Western culture. It's kind of like we when we are so caught up in right. in examining oneself, we looking at that baby like now, baby, you that need to examine yourself sense. now because you know this don't make You're no asking sense. Me to but we said yes. with a cognitive function that has not developed yet. I don't have those motor skills. <laughs> I can't do that. I can half hold my head up. You asking me to yes. examine? Yes, that's good. That's good. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thank you. And that's how the Holy Spirit showed me that that's how America is or people that operate in an individualistic mindset. They cannot examine themselves because they are unable to see themselves. They don't have the cognitive ability. Oh, Lord. Not even cognitive, but what is required Mm -hmm. for the kingdom. What is required for the body. The body is made of many members. We all have a role to play fellowship we are not an island unto our uh, mm, unto mm, oneself mm, mm. so there's a requirement that it's not all about you servitude serve 
going back to that. But the Lord is like, nah, they just a baby. They just uh, uh, the people that's in their own individualized way of thinking and 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 yeah, let's just go with that. Mm-hmm. They are unable to examine themselves because they don't have the the fortitude. Oh they don't God. they don't have the ability to It has to be I, developed. This is not about me. <laughs> It has to be this developed. Greater yeah. good. Lord. Mm, 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 mm. Yes, it has. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> mm. Go ahead, Lord. I see what you're doing now. <laughs> I see what you're doing now. See, the Lord, he's, he said, she already know what to do. Oh. She already know what to do. He, he already told me. He said, you ain't got to oh, you ain't gotta give her no structure. I said, oh. He said, she already going to know what to do. And I think... I mm. am so happy. Like I'm so ooh because the wisdom. <laughs> y'all may be wondering, like, oh, way I at? listen. We was all into strategy, all into wisdom. This is the recipe. Find yours mm-hmm. and implement it. Take your dinner and like serve it. Take your dinner mm. and make it. Use that whatever we just gave you and like get to work. Because everybody is going to find their situation within this conversation. And I'm just so, (laughs) I'm so blessed. Could you, you literally, your analogies. Mm. Listen, you can help a little kid. They going to be like, yes, yes, this makes Mm -hmm. sense. This is exactly, you know, my spiritual father, he always, you know, because he's also my pastor. He, he will say like, Lord, give me the words to say so that even a little child can understand and it's like when you use those analogies when you use those like different ways of explaining certain things it's like there's an understanding that only comes Mm. from the power of the holy spirit like and i'm just like wow thank you for yielding Mm. like thank you for yielding because that (laughs) that listen that's why i was like let you flow go ahead go ahead and flow girl go ahead and flow thank you but I say all that to say, like, Jess, I thank you so much. Like, I thank you so much. Before we go into how they can contact you and how they can get involved with you, um, is there anything else you feel like the Holy Spirit may be leading you to say? Because I don't want to stifle you. I don't want to, like, I'm not in a rush to wrap it up, but I'm just saying, like, you know, mm, is there anything um, else I'll that say the this. Lord may be so, leading you to say? Strategy or, requires you know, three things. It takes wisdom, it takes sight, and it takes action. And without those three things, you will not be strategic. And you won't be an effective wow. strategist. Last week, the Lord was um, letting me know that this is the hour of the blueprint. Um, so, so many people, like you said, Janae, are being tested. So many people are coming out of wow. the We're wrapping up our process now. Like if you were paying attention, you should be coming on out. Like you should notice like some things should be different mm-hmm. right now. But in that time, like what did you get? Yeah. What was the Lord saying? What was the revelation? Because you should have blueprints. You should have wow. strategies. If you don't feel comfortable with what God has given you as far as like being able to actualize it, 
talk to me <laughs> um, because I promise I'll be able to hear it in, in what you're explaining. But this is the hour of the blueprints. Yes. We are literally sitting in the locker room and he's going over the game plan for this game that we're about to run, this game that we're about to play. And so I, um, even though we're on like a Gregorian mm. calendar, we have 12 months in the year, you know, some people are like, yeah, but we really are on this Hebrew calendar and, you know, the new year really starts in this time. There are certain seasons um, that govern certain sectors. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I want people to pay attention to the social sector mm. and most public sector entities in both of these sectors deal with the well-being of the public, of the people. We're talking about government agencies, nonprofits, social services, charitable services, charitable efforts, right? School systems, they operate on the fiscal year that starts in July. It's July 1st till Mm -hmm. June. So around that time, you should be seeing some things close out and some things pop Mm -hmm. off. And we're right at that period. We're wrapping up like a school year. We're wrapping up some people's fiscal Mm. year. You know, we're heading into May or June. This should be a time of more planning, more gathering, because come July, there's some things that have to pop off. So take what the school year, take what the process has given you, take the revelation, put it into action and, and get to work because this is this is the time of the judge. Um, this is the time of the judge. And, and we don't have the luxury of playing around with it. Mm. We don't. No, we don't have the luxury of time. <laughs> mm, hallelujah. Mm. Whew, Jess, okay, listen. So you kind of touched on this and I don't, I didn't say this in the beginning, but everything um about Jess and how you can um connect with her um through you know a consultation and all that is in the show notes so please like her website is in the show notes how you can connect with her on social media and all that but still Jess tell the people how they can connect with you what you have going on I also am okay. aware of your workbook that is out. I also have that in the show notes. Are you talking as about the well issues? Order. Um, I don't know if it was okay. available for yeah. pre order in March of 2020 okay. or not. <laughs> yes, management. Yeah, all of that. Yes. So all of that is in the show notes, but kind of talk to the people more about that. But they do have an opportunity to purchase, but just kind of delve a little bit deeper into what they can expect. Because I feel like it's it's heated towards organizations. Okay, but so the work available is for, for like business owners or like individuals. Or like what does that social look like? enterprise efforts? Um, but it's funny that you're talking about this because I have a slew of products that you guys will okay. see in this next fiscal year. Right, you're gonna see fasting notebooks and fasting journals. You're going to see strategic planning workbooks for who you are. These are things that I've done with organizations for years. um, And now God is like, well, the people need this um, because the people are a brand. The people are an organization. The people do have a mission. Um, So you can connect Mm. with me at sparksolutionscc.com. All of my social media handles are sparksolutionscc. I also have the Jess, J-E-S-S, as in Jessica, on social media. You can connect with me there. And you may also be familiar, Janae, with the My Own Business. That is something that is popping. Um, 
you know, we talk about processes and sometimes when yeah. God gives you a vision, yeah. we see it. And because we see it, we feel like we have to see it now. And that is something that has been in the incubator for some time. So I'm grateful for what God is doing with that. Mm. And you're going to see a lot of activity come with that um, as the year continues on. But um, my name is Jessica Cohen. I am a strategist. And in that, I am a resolutionist. I love to solve problems and I identify the source of the problem as quickly as I can solve it. And I'm an advocate. So I'm getting into lobbying and I'm also a publicist. I'm a mouthpiece for the Lord and it is felt in everything that I do. The issues management workbook that Janae spoke of, it is for nonprofit organizations and social enterprise efforts. But if you're able to read through the language, you can apply it to yourself. Basically, it helps you to identify root causes of issues so that you aren't left only dealing with the fruit of an issue. Most black and brown nonprofits only deal with the fruit of the issue. So if I have a hole in the wall and it's raining and the raining is the rain is coming in the house and I just take a bucket and put it under the hole, I'm only dealing with the fruit of the issue. I'm only dealing with the outcome of the issue. But if I get on the roof, and patch the hole up or replace the roof, then I'm dealing with the root cause of the issue, right? So this workbook causes you to take a deep dive into one, being aware of what those issues are, but also having a full map. It's my issues mapping, a full map of what's associated with the issue, okay? So because I have this, these are some of the fruit that I will, you know, see in my life. This is how it shows up in my life. But here are the causes. So if I want to get rid of this thing, I'm going to have to tackle it at the roots. I'm going to have to tackle it at the causes. Okay. So from there, nonprofits are able to build their strategic plan and also shape their services and their offerings. Um, because if you haven't done that, there's no way you can serve a community effectively. Otherwise, you just be here <laughs> reacting. So that's me in a nutshell. I, I enjoy this. I, I am thoroughly, uh, I'm on high. Like I probably will be giggling for the next couple of hours. Um, I'm, I'm appreciative of the opportunity. Um, and just thank you. Thank you for your willingness and thank Amen. you for the invite. No. Get to the root. You are welcome, Jess. Listen, that was a word in itself. Get to the root. Get to the root. And that's really wisdom as <laughs> right. well. That's that I'm I trying to say work. like the strategy, but sometimes we I don't like do the strategy. The you tell me I gotta get to the root. That's a strategy, Lord. Yes, it's a strategy. You, I gotta do I'm the yanking it up by the roots. But if I'm just playing with it and I'm blowing it, I'm blowing those fruits, I'm blowing those seeds everywhere. Guess what? You're making right. the issue worse because you're playing with it. Deal with it for real. Deal with it for real. You dancing You're playing with you know, like, like, Lord, why you playing with it? And I hate to say this, but everybody loves an empowerment conference or brunch where we're just playing with stuff, but we're not getting delivered for real. And so now we put ourselves in these positions where we're trying to compete with women we should be learning from, but we're not getting real Ooh. deliverance. We're just playing with the fruit of the issue and we're triggered and exacerbated by it. Ah. Uh. Ah, Lord Jesus, mm, the platforms, 
be taking us away from the deliverance. Don't, Why is that? Don't Lord play with it. Don't Jesus. play with it. Y'all playing with it. Y'all don't. playing with people. Play with people's souls. <laughs> don't play with it. Nah, listen, just we could be on here all day, all night. But listen, one mm. thing about it, two things for sure. I am confident in the fact that this was the Lord's will and we were in obedience to it. And I thank you for your willingness and obedience to pour into the people, to pour into the community. I know that they are going to be empowered and encouraged. (laughs) And I just know that like these nuggets of wisdom, if applied, oh Lord, they will be out here thriving in the things of God. So I thank you so, so 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 much but um yes so like i told y'all all of jess's information will be in the show notes i do have a link to the Google form for my own, which is um an app that yes. is well well it's kind of like I don't want to mess it up, but it's for minority owned businesses. So I think what I'm what I'm thinking is you'll be able to like look up and search minority minority owned businesses in the area or like locally or abroad. I don't really know how in depth the app goes. <laughs> so that but it's like a directory, a, that right? Is a- thing that is fermenting right now so okay it, my, it bad, like my bad my bad okay but when that thing is over you're gonna be like oh it's a little it's a little bubbly okay, okay, this. Okay. <laughs> this is a little different it's a little different okay okay so do you okay so do you still want them to be like can they still yeah, go ahead absolutely, and like apply absolutely. i mean not apply um, but, but like, like I said, put in their email for updates so and things like that so the activity will not rev up until the end of the year okay. once everything shakes out but i will be sure to rope you in as soon as possible um, okay so i can reveal okay. one of my quadruplets um yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> Listen, I'm so happy. Okay, 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 okay. Birthing, birthing process. Okay, well, y'all, listen, I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for choosing to spend time with me and Jess tonight, today, whenever you are choosing to spend time with me, Jess, and the Holy Spirit. I pray that this, whew, this uh, episode really encouraged you, but not just to encourage you, because a lot of y'all be like, oh, Nate, this was so good. And then y'all be, you know, sad the next day yeah, i'll be like come on, come on now <laughs> like let it's time to <laughs> it's time to apply <laughs> so let's apply in this season but i love y'all um i will have the may episode list coming out probably um towards the end of april 2023 so i will have that on all of my social media platforms specifically grow regardless podcast always gets it first so if you're not following me on Instagram, please follow me on Instagram on the Grow Regardless podcast so that um, you are aware of any new episodes that we have coming up. Adios. So like I said, I love y'all and Lord willing, I will see you next week. Bye.